Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charbo and with me is... El Bandito. How's it going tonight, El Bandito? Oh, I'm doing great, senor. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing awesome, man. Oh, I'm so excited, man. <laughs> you know, we, we got it. We, we got our, 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 our space shuttle tickets, man, and like, man, we arrived safely here in Coruscant. Ooh, the lovely Coruscant. Yes, the capital city out here where the Jedi Council used to be years and years ago. And we showed up here tonight to review Star Wars, the oh, last yeah. Jedi. <laughs> you know, in a galaxy far, far away. But man, you know, if it's your first time joining us tonight here on The Power Hour, why don't you tell them what we're all about, El Bandito? I'll tell you guys what we're all about. Well, we here at The Power Hour love, man, we know that there's a lot of media and news outlets and things like that out in the world today that are all like, oh my God, everything's bad, the government's shut down, everything's terrible. But you know what? There's still lots of stuff out here to love. There's lots of stuff you love. There's lots of stuff we love. And there's still plenty of room and time for us to enjoy this stuff. So here at the Power Hour Love, we like to take an hour and dedicate it to something that you and I both love. We get to spend time with all you beautiful people out there, so we invite you to share this video. Oh, Give yeah. us a like uh, you know, down in the comments. Throw us a comment. Interact with us. We want to hear from you. We're excited to hear what you guys love and what you think about what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, tonight we're loving on Star Wars, man. Oh, yeah, man. You know, and, hey. You know, Star Wars has been out for a long time. It's always a big thing of our childhood, man. But, you know, man, you know, as of late, man, you know, the next generation is getting their fill of Star Wars, too, man. So, you know, it's super exciting. You know, all these movies coming out. I know, you know, since Disney acquired the rights a few years ago, you know, they've been saying, man, they're going to just keep coming. But like <laughs> Al Bandito said, man, we're all about the love here. And, we you know, we want you guys to like and share the video. Please, man, please share the love, man. But guess what? We got something special for you guys tonight. For all you guys that go and like and share our video, man, we're going to be doing a little giveaway towards the end of the show, man. And should we show them what the, the, the giveaway prize is, Al Bandito? I think, I think all these beautiful people out here, I think they deserve it. They we deserve know you, to check it out. We know you guys want to see it, man. Throw some likes down in there. But, man, <laughs> you know, for you guys liking and sharing the video, man, you'll be eligible for this awesome Luke Skywalker Funko Pop. You know, these Funkos are like super hot right now, man. You know, people are loving them. You, know, you put them up on your, you know, your wall or, you know, on your desk and stuff like that, man. They're just so cool, man. There's so many different ones. And, you know, what better than to have the Jedi Master Luke Skywalker sitting there guarding your desk with the Force? Absolutely, man. So we're going to do something special tonight for everyone who shares the video. Share it on your wall, on a page, whatever. It tells us that you shared it. If you share the video, we're going to take your little name. We're going to put it in a raffle. We're going to dunk it in a raffle box after the show tonight. Mm -hmm. We're going to mix them all up. We're going to draw it. And we're going to actually mail this to you. It'll be yours. You can have it. You know, you'll have to send us a P.O. box or something. So if you don't yeah. feel comfortable sending us your address, that's fine. Send it to your neighbor's house and then just intercept <laughs> it. You know, but we're not going to do nothing weird with your address or a P.O. box or nothing. We're just going to send you this. Yeah, so that's our special gift out there for all you beautiful people. So, you know, you show us some love, we're going to show you some love. You know, obviously we're fans of the old school Juan Solo over here. We got Boba the Fett with me here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. And uh, we're ready to dive right into it, but you know what? We're going to just first and foremost for anybody out there, man, 
We're going to drop the scroll right here on the bottom. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, man. We're going to yes. be reviewing the movie virtually step by step. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of the different scenes in it. We're going to spoil a ton of stuff. So we're going to leave this right here all night. Um, <laughs> so if anybody just happens to tune in and sees it, they know. Spoiler alert, we're talking yes. about The Last Jedi. I mean, there's like eight people who still haven't seen it. But <laughs> if you're one of those people and you want to avoid the spoilers, we're not going to feel bad if you ditch out on us tonight. And that was our thing. You know, we, we you know we came back two weeks ago from our winter break. And, of course, everyone was like still talking Star Wars. Yeah. But, like, we wanted to give people that little bit of extra time to make sure you got your chance to get into the theater and check it out. But yeah, man, we're going to dive in deep, man. We're going to tell you guys what we thought of the movie. We want to know what you guys thought of the movie too, man. So keep throwing the comments, man. I see some great comments popping up down here in the in the, uh, in the in the board, man. So keep them coming, man. I think everyone's super excited about, you know, having this opportunity to have Luke Skywalker, you know, <laughs> on their desk or wall. So yeah, absolutely, man. You guys share the video, comment, man. Here we go. We're going to jump right in. Yeah, and like we said, because this is a spoiler-filled edition of the show tonight we're not going to send you a force projection we're going to send you the actual funko pop it'll really show up at your door you we're, not, we're not going to cheat you out here you know we got yeah. you know. no shenanigans all right but we want to jump right into uh, our star wars chat here let's see what we got do 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 oh Hope you guys don't mind waiting for two seconds. Oh, man, you know, it's a live show, man. It's all the eye. Oh, look All right, it. Star I, Wars, The Last Jedi. Real quick, I got to say, man, you know, seeing that red font, you know, I think that yeah. was one of the initial things we talked about. Like, when we saw that, we're like, man, some stuff's going to go down in this <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah, it definitely set the tone, being very different than any other Star Wars film. And uh, as a first impression, to see that red lettering, it was, like, really kind of grim. You know, you were almost like, Man, is this going to be the new empire, you know, yeah. where the bad guys are really going to take the day on this one and show their supremacy and their might and everything like that? Um, and considering how kind of tame everything was in The Force Awakens, uh, I was ready for that. I was ready to see this thing go to the next level and and be kind of dark and grim again like the Empire Strikes Back was. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, that was one of the things, you know, when, when we watched The Force Awakens, I know we went to the theater to see that, you know. We were like, oh, man, that was very similar to yeah. A New Hope. Yeah. Which, I mean, one thing I have to say is I know that was a lo like a sore spot with a lot of people, but, you know, the, the movie didn't really pull a lot of punches. It didn't make you think that, you know, it was like trying to mask <laughs> that. You know, I think it yeah. was pretty straightforward that it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely kind of borrowing some stuff. But yeah. it's, it felt really much like Star Wars. So. I, I won't lie. That's a disappointing bit to me. I remember a lot of our discussion after The Force Awakens kind of hinged around well, how come we're just left with kind of a half-finished movie, you know? Like, we got all these <laughs> questions about stuff that we don't know what's going on. And I remember you telling me, like, well, dude, it's part of a series. You yes. know, once we see the series, then then you'll know how it all comes together. So we're going to examine a little bit tonight how well this kind of put the pieces together from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's see what we're starting off with. So The Force Awakens definitely left us with this series of questions. First off, how did the First Order even come to be? Oh, yeah. This yeah. was wholly glossed over in The Force Awakens, and I was just mega surprised that there's no, hey, this <laughs> is where these guys came. They're just there. You yeah. Know? It's it, almost like the Galactic Empire never left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're like, so we never beat them? Are these different people? Did someone take over? Did Palpatine have, like, 
a brother we didn't know about, you know, <laughs> Raul Palpatine. I don't know. Absolutely, so, man. You know, it definitely, you know, like you said, that was one of the main things. And of course, you know, one thing when you first watched Force Awakens, you, know, you saw that opening title card mm-hmm. and the scroll. And, and, you know, it was exciting because you're like, all right, man, this is Star Wars. But yeah. then when you read it, you're kind of like, wait, wait, who, who are these New Order guys? Who, yeah. Who's this, you know, the resist? Or I think they did say the rebels, but then it said the resistance. And, yeah. Ah, yeah. So it was kind of like one of those things where you were, you were left with a lot of questions. Uh, absolutely. It was definitely like, OK, where are these guys coming from? Because I know a big thing to me is that in 2014, in preparation for The Force Awakens, you know, Lucasfilm and Disney completely were like, nothing from the extended universe is considered canon anymore. You know, they got rid of all of it to kind of pave the way for brand new stuff. And then they just dropped a bomb on us out of nowhere. And you're like, (laughs) "Uh, all right. So that was bomb drop number one. Big question number one for me. Oh, man, I see uh, Justin K down here. He's saying that this is very um, described and and, and played out, I guess, in the comic books and the the novels, which we might uh, might go about quoting uh, another internet (laughs) celebrity, Mr. Plinkett. We don't want to hear about no novelizations. (laughs) It's all about the movies. Now, we get that. We know that there's like an expanding universe here, but like uh, El Bandito said, you know, when when Disney dropped that thing saying, you know, everything that, that's been written so far is like... It's not canon. It's not canon. So it's kind of like, well, why am I going to invest more time in that? But, yeah, yeah. And maybe these are post-comics, like they sure. came out later and they are part of the canon because that could happen. But even still, I'm I'm very much against just personally uh, those kind of big holes in a movie. You know, if I'm going to watch a movie, like say The Hunger Games, I went to see The Hunger Games and I don't understand their socioeconomic society like whatsoever just from watching the movie. And people are like, well, you know, in the book they do... Well, I don't care. If it wasn't in the movie, then the movie failed on some part to address that information to me. Sure. You know, and, and I, I just, I don't like that. So it's just kind of a personal peeve. But it, again, is a question that could have easily been answered in The Last Jedi. So we're going to take a look at whether or not they do. Uh, next up, where the hell's Luke been? <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was definitely a big question. You know, I know, like, this is a great shot that you got here from the trailer that you saw. Yeah. Like, you well, know, this is like him. almost all you saw of him in The Force Awakens. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's true. You know, it's like the whole thing. Remember, I think even in the in the title crawl, it says that they're looking for Skywalker. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, where's he going? What's happening? You know, and I know in that first scene, you know, when they're, I think they were on J- J- Jakku or whatever that, that yeah. planet was. You know, they, Not they, Tatooine. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was surprised why. They, I mean, I guess they wanted to try to s- separate a little bit, but yeah. it, come on, let, let's be honest, guys. It was Tatooine. I, I think someone got to the end of that script and we're like, well, wait, we can't just have another Jedi randomly show up on Tatooine. That would be too crazy. But it was a big question nonetheless. Nonetheless, where was Skywalker, right? Sure. On top of that, where did Rey come from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we kind of get the idea of the immaculate conception of, you know, Vader. Anakin. Uh, Anakin, yeah. yeah. I, I would always say that, you know, I, I always thought that Shimi Skywalker was just kind of using that as a <laughs> <laughs> cover up there. But no, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think he was Watu's kid or anything. You know? <laughs> yeah, he would have looked a little different, wouldn't he? But no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But if that was the case, then. I guess that could happen. Why does it only happen on desert worlds? Doesn't that seem like a weird coincidence? <laughs> I mean, might as well have just said, well, that just happens on Tatooine all the time. <laughs> you know, whatever. People just get pregnant they do oh this guy who was snoke supreme leader snoke all right so much mystery so many cool uh kind of fan theories on who this guy was and where he came from and and just to see a full rendition of him because all oh, we yeah. kind of really got were these ghost people versions of him you know uh, 
So I was really excited to have that question to answer. Captain Phasma was another oh, yeah. big one to me. Oh, I was yeah. like, dude, her freaking armor reflects lightsaber bolts. You're like, uh, not lightsaber bolts, blaster bolts. Blaster bolts. Yeah, like they oh, bounce. Yeah. Why doesn't every freaking... Yeah, well, you know, stormtrooper wear that. They wear that garbage stuff that looks like a bucket, <laughs> and forget Ewoks can kill you with rocks. Armor's useless. You that's know, that's pretty true, man. You know, you would think, but I mean, that's probably pretty expensive. You know, once again, but Maybe. yeah, where does Phasma come from? Where you know, yeah, where did her she story? get her suit? Why does she have a suit like that? You know, like are there other captains? I don't know. Let's find out. I mean, did she st- just step right out of like Game of Thrones, where we all think <laughs> she came from? But <laughs> well, you get down to the final minutes, and you're left with Will Luke train Ray? to be a Jedi? Will he pick up the kind of slack here and and reestablish a Jedi order? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, like you said, that that's like, you know, like that's the ending scene. You know, she's sitting there holding out the, uh, the lightsaber to him and it's like, that's where the film ends. So for the next two years, which I guess it's one nice thing that we didn't have to wait three years for the next, uh, yeah. for the answers, but even still, like it left you with those questions and yeah. that excitement of where it's going to go. Yeah, I know you had a couple other questions too. Like, was Ray related to another Jedi or former Sith? Oh, absolutely, you know? man. Well, I mean, I know there's a scene in the uh, in in the actual uh, Force Awakens where um, you know she has like a flashback, right? Yeah. Where she's like, where she, I think that it's the first time she holds the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that, that little uh, lady with the the big eyes yeah. and stuff like that. Another new character, you know, she's a. Uh, um, you know, you know, she has that flashback, and then you—I you, think you even hear Obi Wan's voice. Probably, you know, and and it's—it it was like one of those things where, like, oh man, is she Kenobi? Is she a Skywalker? Yeah, it's you know, a, it's a like, huge debate. Tons of fan theories about it. Oh, absolutely, man. And then you know, we we, we find out about Kylo Ren. You know, as he's introduced in 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 the uh, in the Force Awakens, and mm-hmm. yeah, while in the movie we learned who he is. You know, he's the son of uh, uh, Han Solo and and Leia. Like, you know, at the same time, we, we don't know much about him and, like, where he yeah. came to be, who's training him. Like, you yeah. know, it seems like they, you know, definitely was a falling out and that he destroyed the, you know, Luke's, uh, y- you know, yeah, uh, I, academy. I think the know? big question to me is, like, what lured him to the dark side? That was the big what if coming off of The Force Awakens was just what what made him turn bad. I mean, with parents like Han Solo and Leia, you figure they're probably pretty cool. You know, like they probably weren't making him do homework or no dumb shit. Your uncle is freaking Luke Skywalker. That shit's going to be hot. But again, with those shining examples guiding you, uh, like what would he fall into the bad crowd? He tried drugs. Uh, what's what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you know. I mean, he has the Vader mask, you know, like in, in, yeah. in the Force Awakens. So it's like, oh, man, you know that he's, you know, he's worshiping you know his grandfather yeah you know yeah, so but it's, why how did why, that yeah. become the symbol of his affinity and i think this to me was your you hit the nail on the head was how will the other characters deal with with han's death yes. at the end of the force awakens i mean that was one thing i mean at the very you know towards the end of the movie there before the um you know the lightsaber battle with uh you know yeah. <laughs> with kylo ren you know him uh him killing uh his father you know which i mean i i thought like out of the whole movie like Chewbacca's reaction to that was so great. Yeah, I mean, he's just like, like, I mean, I mean, I know it still just sounded like Chewie, but, but you just knew like that emotion there, like that was his like yeah. best friend, you know, that just you know was murdered by by his own son. So yeah. I mean, it was it was really powerful. And I know then, you know, Chewie shoots him with the with the bolt blaster, you know, and then that's why people are like, oh, well, that's why you know Ray and. 
Finn were so easily able to defeat him because he was injured. But yeah. same thing, it kind of left. Yeah. It's like if the movie would have just ended there and they would have got away. It was just like at the end of it, you were like, well, when these other people find out about Han, what's what's going to be their reaction? Yeah, you know, exactly. How's Chewie going to deal with it? No, definitely, man. So definitely a lot of questions there at the end of The Force Awakens. And uh, there was still, like you said, a bunch of other characters with Finn, you know, Poe Dameron. Uh, oh, BB-8, yeah. you know, like where what's going to happen to all these people now, now that they're moving on? And I mean, we could pick apart The Force Awakens at a whole other show, Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, we're, so we're just going to move right past it. So assuming we saw it, okay, where does that leave us here? So we want to know from you guys, who was the character that you wanted to know most about? Who was it that you were like, dude, this is it for me. Like, this is the person that like I'm coming back to see the movie for. Yeah. yeah, let us know in the comments. See when you guys after you watch the Force Awakens, yeah, who who was it? Like, what what, what was the rising questions that you guys had? Now I see a couple of comments in here, like uh, Ben C here. He's uh, joining us tonight. I see he's saying that it seems like they're trying to incorporate um, certain elements of the expanded universe. Like you know, it was a, a, a another son of uh, Han Solo, uh, sure. Jason solo and stuff like that and we, and we definitely get that that you know they might be compartmentalizing some of it but it's like the fact that they're not really kind of like laying that that it's like oh well, this is a whole new character yeah or maybe it's a I, I think there was another ben solo but i think it was luke's son or something like that. but either way like i mean yeah i mean i know the expanded universe goes on for what like three thousand years after yeah. <laughs> a new uh new hope so yeah i mean we know there's a lot of history there but like we said disney's been like that's not that's canon not canon no more it doesn't yeah. exist so now well, we're left here. I, I like J- uh, Justin K is calling out Snoke as definitely yeah that was a big one for me. I wanted to know what happened to Snoke. I love that Jason H is like the Porgs. They weren't even in the Force Awakens, man. You weren't <laughs> waiting to see more about them. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. Not absolutely, you know, definitely the advertising material. But we'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. So let's let's see. We asked the audience. Now we gave you a few minutes to kind of throw your answers in there, right? But who who was it? Which character? Did you guys want to see most? Let's go ahead and jump in to kind of uh, uh, another table of slides we got here. Oh, yeah. I've got some shit in my mouth right here. <laughs> shit <laughs> flying in my some mouth. floating around out here. I tell you, this Coruscant, man, they, you just don't, it might be a little droid or something. I know, it's, it's dusty Are they, are they trying here, to assassinate they, you? There's a lot of smog here. It's really hey, just we, like L.A. We, we are using your, uh, your double, right? Like, remember how they did that in the prequels? It was like. Okay, we don't. We're not going to talk about the. <laughs> I'm not worried about no prequels, man. I haven't, and I haven't. Well, you know what? Let's give you a few extra minutes to go ahead and post in the comments what character you wanted to know more about. We're going to give some more people a chance to throw that in. But for right now, we just want to tell you guys a little bit of our impression of what went down when we went to go and see uh, the Last Jedi. Oh yeah. You know? And I know I went opening night. You know, I went with Kelly Jade, and she was all like, bro, we got to go opening night. We got to see it like the freaking <laughs> first night. I don't want anybody spoiling anything. And I hate doing that. I hate going to a movie like the night that it opens. That drives me crazy. Uh, it's too many people, too much noise. <laughs> I can't really get into the into the movie. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm like, yeah, babe, I'll take you out there. We'll go. We'll check it out. You know? Did you see anybody wielding lightsabers so, and stuff like that? No, I, I didn't, <laughs> luckily. I mean, obviously it was a packed house. I yeah. mean, there, was, there wasn't a spot in there. We had to line up literally an hour and 45 minutes before the movie started. Oh, we were wow. lining up to go and see our movie. So we were there at like 5.45. Our movie was like 7.20 or something. It was crazy. You know, um, but we went to see it down at a Regal Cinemas Theater, which I just wanted to give them a quick shout-out because they just redid part of the theater to have these uh, like first-class 
leather airline size chairs that recline with the super quiet electric recline. It was super nice. And their aisles are like three and a half, four feet apart because of the recliners. And I have to say that made the experience so worthwhile. I was so glad that I went to see it opening night. You're so far away from everybody else. Everybody had so much space. It was really nice. So I wanted to give them a shout out. You know, thank you guys for taking care of that. It was really great. Uh, fortunately, yes, I didn't have this theater. <laughs> this shit would have drove me crazy. You know, not for nothing, but these people seem incredibly close too. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like you're scooching. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're watching the movie like that. <laughs> not doing that, man. Not doing. That. I'm gonna end up there with some smelly guy, or like maybe I'm gonna eat a bunch of cheese doodles and I'm gonna be a smelly guy. I don't want to do that to somebody else. Right. So, but we went opening night. And uh, it it was great. It was great to see it opening night. Everybody was pretty quiet. I was surprised. I didn't get the kind of raucous applause or, you know, kind of joint laughter scenes or anything like that. Uh, but it was more like everyone was so focused on the movie. They just wanted to see it. So that was pretty wild. Uh, how about you when you went to go see it? Oh, well, I actually went and caught it uh, the Sunday after the opening, which, you know, you know how movies are now, man. They say opening night. That's like, what, like Wednesday evening now or <laughs> yeah. something? No, eventually it will be. <laughs> It'll be like it won't even be opening night on Friday. It's you know, you know it's Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. But no, no. What I went like I said, I went Sunday afternoon just because I feared you know like the diehards would probably have already have caught it you know and, and it. But I have to say, even in the afternoon, like the theater was still very packed. I got there a little early so that I was able to get a good seat, watch the whole film. There was definitely some laughter and stuff. Like we'll we'll get a little deeper into this later, but you know there's definitely more comedy elements in, in yeah. the film so there was some chuckling and stuff and so i'm like ha like i, I got yeah. that i heard that a lot ha! yeah and i yeah. was like i don't know if that was a good thing but like yeah. i said we'll that get was into... about the extent of the comedy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but um yeah the uh you know at the end it did get an applause you know like when, cool. when, when the credits rolled um I, like I said, we'll get I into mean, our review a little it later. It wasn't like watching the Avengers. When I went to see the Avengers opening night, people fucking cheered the first time Cap was on screen in uniform. And that was just badass, man. Sure, you know? sure. Uh, so it's like, I get it. Star Wars fans are pretty diehard fans. But I think there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there that are kind of like those... Hey, the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. I'm a Cowboys fan kind of fan. <laughs> oh, so when it and, comes out, they're a fan. But you yeah, know, besides you that, know, so I, I, I they want to see it and everything. But do they really love it? Do they really love it the same way that people love it? I'm not sure. But let's start deconstructing the movie. Enough about us going to a sitting in a theater. Real quick, uh, I know uh, Ben C said that you know from our earlier question. General Hux was a character that he was very curious about learning more about. Was he in the in Force Awakens? I don't remember him. In I that think one. he was in the first one. Maybe yeah. I don't know. He definitely got off that. You uh, could tell how well I remember it. <laughs> I enjoyed it every the, uh, second. Memorized. You know, what was it? The the Star Killer base or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he managed to escape out of there, huh? And definitely, we we agree with you guys totally. Like, I mean, a Thawn trilogy like yeah. should be where it's at, but yes. And thirteen thirteen stays in thirteen thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so. The Last Jedi starts, man. I'm freaking psyched. Red logo pops up, and we get this. The First Order reigns. This is where the movie lost me. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty much downhill from here. Because I'm like, that was one of my biggest questions coming out of the last movie, was how the hell does the First Order reigns? Literally just saying it's a thing because we said it's a thing isn't plot development that's not story structure that's just like dude come on man so this really pissed me off and i was much more excited watching later online when i saw like this one here you know that's like (laughs) a total joke i can't read it i thought i'd be able to read it to you guys but it's mostly like you know 
after the third Death Star has been exploded, Kylo Ren is all mad from losing a wrestling match to a girl. He has trashed his Halloween mask in a childish rage. And it just goes on and on like that, whatever. It's hilarious. But yeah, I was like really disappointed. I mean, the crawl is so iconic, such a big part of Star Wars, that for it to just be like stereo instructions, this is happening. But it's a real letdown to me. I don't know who's writing those nowadays, but I freaking hate it. Well, and it's like, like you said, the you know, after what happened in the last movie, I mean, them destroying the Star Killer base, yeah. you know, I mean, that's got to be a major blow. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in I'm pretty sure in the Empire Strikes Back, it it, it talks about you know pretty much that they're pursuing mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, like they are pissed off that yeah. like you know he blew up the Death Star, yeah. so they're like almost stopping at nothing to go get him. But like you said, like it's almost like uh, according to this, well, not this scroll, but the the, the crawl that was there earlier, like. You know, like like that had no effect. Like it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. We got a bunch of other stock. Yeah, they just rain. They just keep kicking ass. It's it's no big deal. It has no effect on the rest of the story. But I have to say, like this is what pisses me off about the whole thing, right? We all remember the Victory Class Star Destroyers. I think this oh, might be an Imperial Class or so something awesome. like that. I, I'm not an expert on them. I used to play Tie Fighter all the time. Haven't years. I don't remember, right? But these were gorgeous freaking ships, and they're giant. I mean, these are they're like a mile long. They're giant, you know. <laughs> So this movie starts off with immediately introducing, off the heels of the massive loss of the Starkiller base, the Dreadnought. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's five times bigger than the normal average, actually the largest Star Destroyer. How can they afford these things, you know? <laughs> like, this takes an incredible amount of manpower to build something that's literally five miles long. You know, and we're just expected to believe that this is something they can whip up within a year or two, even after other huge projects of theirs are completely going to waste. So I take it like galactic credits are still like in circulation. I mean, once again, these things are credits aren't good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what these guys are doing. So like we said, being that we don't know like a lot of how the first order came to be or gain control. It's kind of like, yeah, it kind of just leaves these questions. And I'm sure some people might be like, oh, guys, you're really kind of getting down to the nitty gritty. But we're going to kind of be focusing on little things like this because yeah, yeah. we're just kind of like they just took a major blow and like you said suddenly this yeah. thing comes out of nowhere which I guess I don't know Did, do you guys know the time span between episode 7 and, and 8 I mean has it been a couple of years Is it, it, same it doesn't seem yeah. like very long it's not like Kylo Ren's 10 years older he's literally getting the surgery on his face from the cut that freaking Ray yeah. gave her in the beginning of the movie so it can't be too terribly long Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty much following but, up right on the heels. But let me, let me take you, Senor Bull, down the rabbit hole, which is the might of the First Order and, and what really pisses me off about it, right? So then later we get Snoke's ship, which is even freaking bigger, okay? <laughs> now, those are the big Star Destroyers there that are a mile long. So imagine turning those sideways and lining them up. What is this thing, like 30 miles across or something? This is ridiculous, right? Okay, so they had the means to build this. They've probably been building this for a very long time. I'm not trying to suggest that they just built this, but it just seems like a pretty massive undertaking that cost a lot of money, right? Then they also have these very advanced ADATs that were bigger, kind of beefier, really looked awesome towards the end of the movie, right? Yes. What did, what did the Resistance have? Okay, they had these <laughs> shitty ski speeders that looked like they were about to fall apart, overheat, and explode. Yeah, right? they had these new bombers, which seemed kind of cool, sure. but they literally lost all of them in the opening sequence of the movie. I, I'm just gonna say that's almost like that's Poe's fault, right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, but yeah. Speaking of Poe's fault, right? <laughs> and then we got a couple of old, busted up X-wings, 
and 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 that's what the resistance has. Oh wait, they they do have um, the Radis. Yeah, this is the leftover ship that has been like in every Star Wars movie, man. Like this was Admiral Akbar's ship that I think is even in Rogue One because it's the ship they're using way back then. Yeah, that, that's true. Like, how old is Admiral Akbar? <laughs> I mean, he was hey, in he's this a weird <laughs> fish, man. I don't know. Maybe know. he lives to be a hundred. I'm just saying, though, man. He was, yeah, I mean, he was a major player in yeah. you know Return of the Jedi. And yeah. He's still like fly. I, mean, I get you know Leia being there. She was you know a young woman at the time, but so he, he, here we have the Radis, right? So this is a flagship ship for them. This is a pretty big ship. This is the size of a Star Destroyer. It's it's pretty decent. It can handle some stuff. It can kick some ass. I think it's actually two or three times bigger than a Star Destroyer. So it's a pretty impressive ship. And like as small as the Resistance is, this is the only thing they really have to help them contend with... No, it's, <laughs> it's gone now. They blew it up at the end of the movie. It was their biggest, bestest ship. So it's like so wildly impractical that the resistance would have any way of defeating the first order that from simply a financial or physical angle there's no way they can win. This is just ridiculous, you know. Oh man, I think I see a Ben C said they got they got Sith coin in there. Man, they got the whole crypto <laughs> going on in there. <laughs> oh man, I hear that's like you know, dollars on the penny. Man. It's just <laughs> mad money. You know, they're just printing bills out there. But yeah, so the Radis is gone by the end. You know, awesome scene. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I loved how people all over the country actually ran out of their theater and complained because they thought the sound cut out. But it was really just like, you know, a pretty impressive moment. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, just that overwhelming sort of thing. Really, I hate to be that guy, but I'm starting to get the sense that everyone in the galaxy everywhere is sending money to the first order because they're the government right yeah yeah so yeah. at what point does the government right that you're fighting against just classify you as a terrorist or an anarchist <laughs> you know you're a couple hundred people that are just blowing up government shit you know at what point do you have to step back and be like are we really doing the right thing here? Because everyone else seems super on board with being part of their first order. Now I realize they have slavery. Slavery's never freaking cool. So that should be abolished. But you think maybe there's some political standing here that they can <laughs> use to abolish that other than just blowing up massive installations with tons of people, presumably like Finn, who really don't want to be there, but they're like, it's a job. <laughs> well, like you said, they're definitely, uh, you know, one one thing we've, we we know about the the New Order is that they're evil, like you said, because they're blowing up, you know, planets and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. They didn't pay their space tax or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what their motivation is to blow up planets, this though. Is, this you know? is what their, their space tax is going to <laughs> Bigger ships. Yeah. They're going to be huge. Huge ships. Huge. <laughs> I have to say, though, that scene when that happened, like, yeah. I actually liked that scene. Yeah, I thought no, it was that cool. was great. But yeah. I've seen a lot of things post since that people are like, this changes the way that combat's going to be done in the Star Wars universe because you could just <laughs> do this all the time and send an X Wing to destroy huge giant Star Destroyers. And I'm like, dude, was anyone in the theater seriously not like, dude, just fly the ship into them? Like the minute they were abandoning it? <laughs> because I was. Why did Holdo even have to stay? You're telling me they don't have autopilot droids um, yeah <laughs> like they couldn't have been like bb8 thank you buddy get out there and freaking <laughs> drive the ship into the other ship there no big whoop but yeah man when i was sitting in the theater that was immediately what i thought they should do so i wasn't surprised blown away or taken aback by that i was like yeah you guys should be doing that all the time japanese did it like 100 <laughs> years ago you know like what are you doing and just to remind you guys share the love 
you could possibly win this Luke Skywalker bobblehead. Man. Absolutely. After the show's over tonight, we're going to go back and, you know, take note of everyone who shared the video. We're going to enter you guys in a raffle. We're going to draw a random name, and we're going to actually mail you this Luke Skywalker Funko Pop, you know. I, I'm pretty he, sure this is from The Last Jedi, right? It yeah. is, it is. And what's yeah. cool is he's a Funko Pop, but he's also a bobblehead, too. So Ooh, you kind of get that, very nice. that real office yeah. desk. And no force projection. We're going to send you the actual yeah. guy. <laughs> so that'll be good. But, uh, but okay, moving on from this weird kind of financial standpoint of that, <laughs> um, let's see what we got next. So prequel continuity, I don't want to get into this. Okay? <laughs> Basically, all I wanted to say on this was, the Last Jedi is way better than any of the prequels. <laughs> we're we're just putting that down because we we understand. Like yeah. you guys are probably seeing this and like you're probably like, man, look at these two scruffy nerf herders right here <laughs> talking. But, but we're, we're gonna be, <laughs> but we're gonna be. We're honest with you. We we do think this is better than any of the prequels. Yeah. yeah. But there's one gotcha. We've had three movies since the prequels. Like, how much longer are we gonna keep saying? Yeah. Hey, at least it was better oh, than. It's better than the prequels. It's not saying a lot. It's kind of <laughs> like saying Wonder Woman was the best of all the DC movies. It's yeah. not really going up against a lot, you know. Uh, if you're just counting the current kind of yes. DCEU. Absolutely, but, but yes, that's yeah. all. That's all we got to say about yeah. that. Honestly, I like portions of the Last Jedi enough where I think it's better than The Force Awakens, and I liked it more than Rogue One. And I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One is freaking great. Oh, yeah. You know? Loved but it. But there are elements of The Last Jedi that make it feel like a Star Wars movie more than anything, and we'll get to those very shortly. But right now, we want to just cover... We want to get back to that earlier question we asked you guys, right? Who was the character you wanted to know more about, You're like, from The Force Awakens, right? This whole cadre of guys here, right? Was it Finn? Right, the kind of you know rebellious hero who's leaving the empire and joining the resistance or the first order. You yes. know? Was it Poe Dameron, the really dashing pilot guy? You know, who I think you told me he was supposed to die in the first one. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> and then people liked him so much they wrote him back in at the end. Was it Rose? Did you hear about Rose and think like, man, I really want to see this character and know more about her, the bomber? You know, or the sister of the bomber? I guess yeah. she's an engineer, right? Yeah. Uh, was it? General Hux. You definitely got a um, call out in the comments earlier, yeah, so people maybe, are definitely maybe, Yeah. Maybe it was General Hux. Was it Haldo? Were you interested in seeing her new character and what she's all about, what she could do in her cool-ass purple hair? What was up with that purple and hair? And the right? fact that she's an admiral <laughs> but totally just wears a dress because that's not a big deal because it's cool to be a chick and do a military thing. So, it's fine. <laughs> you got it. Or was it Benicio Del Toro who the, was in the movie c- doing c- stuff? Playing... Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> yeah, he was DJ, the hacker smuggler guy. So if you're interested in him, hey, cool. I think we- he should have been playing his role in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I think that would have been a much... Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Was it this turtle guy, this little baby ninja turtle dude? Was this who you wanted to see <laughs> in The Last Jedi? I fucking hope it was because that's what we got. <laughs> we got fucking two hours of those people that I don't care anything about. You know, like, yeah, Finn's a cool character. Poe seems neat. Um, but they're doing nothing in, in the whole movie, you know? Like, I don't understand what these people are doing to contribute. Like, Poe seems to be running around with people just telling him, dude, just chill out. We have a plan. 
but no one just stops and tells him what the plan is. <laughs> yeah, they would. Uh, uh, communication yeah. <laughs> is a big key here. Remember, remember in a New Hope when they had that big meeting and everyone described how they were going to attack the Death Star. Yeah, what they were thinking and feeling, you know. So yeah. you know, the movie starts off with this cool battle, and Poe yes. kind of really helps out and everything like the this. The little ship that was cool. Yeah, this was, was fun. It was nice. BB-8 kind of did the R2D2 thing. It wasn't bad. It was a very soft opening. The I think Yo Mama joke. Uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I think everyone <laughs> wanted the movie to start with Luke and Ray. I don't think there was anyone who went to see it that was like, I hope they do an X-Wing battle with Poe. No. You know, so kind of a letdown as an opening, but whatever. You know, BB-8 saves the day. Woo! Does the kind of droid thing. <laughs> you know, but then it's like we have Leia doing the meeting stuff, but she's not really telling anyone anything or, or what's going on or being very informative. You know, then something happens to her and Haldo takes over and she's yep. doing meetings where they're literally just telling people like everything's going to be OK. Totally trust us, which, you know, is never what you want to <laughs> hear from your boss. I don't care what your job is. If your boss shows up and is like, dude, trust me, just do this shit right here. You're like, no, dude, like, tell me. <laughs> I need to be in on the full skinny. You know? Yeah, exactly. So then we finally, right. we finally get to Luke Woo, out there. Everything Mark Hamill does in this movie is pretty awesome to me. In my opinion, I think Mark <laughs> Hamill is great as Luke Skywalker. No matter what he's doing as Luke Skywalker is great. Unfortunately, I think they wasted a lot of his screen time and ability as an actor of what Mark Hamill could have been doing. But he was there, and every time he was there, I was happy to see him, and I thought he was great, right? But we get to him. And he's going to train Ray, right? <laughs> they're going to do this shit that we saw on the... No, dude, they're just like walking around and shit all the time and complaining about whether or not they should be training people or meditating about the dark side. And uh, It's just frustrating. It's like, do some Jedi stuff, man. He didn't I even give her good advice. You know, remember Yoda yeah. was like, do you, what do you fear? And he's like, I'm not afraid of anything. And he goes, oh, you will be. <laughs> you will be. I mean, it really sets you up where you're like, man, this is going to be good. You yeah. know, like, yeah. So, I mean, I like the thing where he's slapping her on the hand, joking with her about the thing. That was kind of nice because it seems like he's kind of lost his marbles out on this <laughs> island alone that we don't understand why he's there or what's going on yet. Um, so it seems kind of weird. I hate being that audience guy that's just out of the loop of the story that I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And most of this movie feels that way, that I don't understand anyone's motivation or what they're doing. Let's talk Kylo Ren for two seconds. So he spends the majority of the movie kneeling. <laughs> You know, <laughs> complaining, sitting around, looking sad about shit. We literally watch him get face surgery and it messes up. And he's all like, oh, no, I'm a face. You know, and they do this impressive space surgery so we can have that effing scar thing. On. What is that? That's the kind of surgery droids and stuff you have. So anyways, he's obviously on big ships. You know? Yeah, he's obviously pissed off about that. Then we get a lot of shots of Hux standing around. Getting mad about stuff, telling other people to do things. And I realize we can equate a lot of this to maybe what Marv Tarkin was doing or something. But, dude, Vader was always stomping around. He was progressing <laughs> scenes. He was yelling at people. He was describing to you how to move the plot forward. You know, but instead, all these villains and bad guys and resistance people and all this stuff, they're literally in this six hour chase that we're just supposed to understand happens at a snail's pace. And it's like, what the hell's going on? You guys have light speed, hyperspeed drives. You're telling me none of these ships can just jump in front of them, <laughs> sandwich them in, and crush these guys? Uh, I, I just don't get it, you know? And I love the part where they're like, don't let the TIE fighters and TIE interceptors get too far ahead of us. You know, we don't want them actually accomplishing the task and killing the bad guys. What's going to happen if they get too far away? <laughs> it would have been nice if they told us, because at least we would have known, like, oh, dude, they could get separated by radar and never find their way back. Dude, your ship is five and a half miles long. 
I'm pretty sure they could be. Oh, they, they, it's right there. You know, like how far away were they going to get? It didn't make sense to me. Well, there was no drama in that battle. Well, I'm going to intercept chase. here. I know sure. Justin Kay is sitting here and he's saying he would have definitely enjoyed less casino, more training, <laughs> which we agree. We know we're going to get to that in just a quick second, man. Absolutely. Oh, he also mentioned the uh, the milky nipple scene, which we're going to talk. <laughs> we, we got our own section dedicated to that. <laughs> oh, no doubt, man. So we get to see Admiral Akbar and yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher's real life daughter in oh, the movie cool. there. That so she's neat. very that cool neat. that she's hanging around. And uh, it's great to see the two of them in a film together. Uh, but Admiral Akbar's there, pretty awesome. But yep. guess what? Oh. It's a trap. He it's ain't a, doing nothing. It's a trap. <laughs> yep, yep. But don't worry, guys, because our plucky band of heroes is like, we're not just going to sit here and do nothing like they're telling us to do <laughs> because we trust in their plan. Instead, yes. Justin K., you nailed it. We're going to go off to some outer space casino world, do a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with Star Wars at all. Like riding unicorns and shit. <laughs> what is going on in this movie, dude? <laughs> Why are we not learning about Force stuff? Yeah. Why are we not learning about Kylo Ren's history? Like, okay, I get that they gave us a scene where Luke describes the conflict that the two of them had. It was a nice scene. I liked it. I liked how it was shown to us twice. One from Kylo's point of view, once from Luke's. I thought that was very well done, and I appreciated that. I'll give kudos where it's kudos to do. But dude... Why did Kylo Ren turn to the dark side in the first place? Why was Luke Skywalker not stomping Supreme Leader Snoke's guts out? That's basically <laughs> what this dude does. He's an emperor wrecking machine. You know, sure, it was really Vader that did it, but let's face it, Luke was a pretty big hand in the whole affair there. I don't think Vader would have done it if it wasn't for him. So it's like, how did he just let his nephew totally get falled in with this bad crowd? That's the story I want to know. I don't want to know about unicorn horse shit. Hey, El Bandito, but but they're endangered. <laughs> yeah, they're endangered of pissing me off. Like, I'm going to kill every last one of them. But anyways, they go through all that effort to get right back to the boring-ass space chase that has nothing to do with nothing, just so that we could learn that they really did have a plan to escape onto this planet nearby which i'm like okay i guess that's some sort of a thing that they could have just told them ahead of time well we're totally going to ditch out on this chase in like two minutes anyways and lose the radis that was their plan all along mind you was that they were going to use the radis as bait and get rid of their biggest and bestest ship so yeah super plan resistance leader people so we get to the end of the movie and it's on a nondescript desert world Dude, seriously? <laughs> Another not are these the only planets they have in space? This is the only thing they can imagine? Or is this just like the best place to like go on planets is they always just go to deserts? Because they obviously take a lot of machinery and ships and things, and I know that getting sand and salt and stuff in them is <laughs> super great for mechanical stuff. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. But that's that's we don't want to sound like we're super salty here. I mean we got <laughs> we definitely have some pros for you guys too. Because dude, suddenly Right there at the end, this starts to feel like a freaking Star Wars movie, you know? And we get Luke Skywalker showing up how we wanted to see him. Yeah, as an older guy, we didn't want to see him as some old pissed off dude, you know? <laughs> get off, get off my... We just wanted to see him as an older badass Jedi who was out there doing badass Jedi stuff. And he showed up and did exactly that, you know? He gave us a scene... That was very much in the style of 
what happens at the end of A New Hope, you know, where a master faces off with an evil Jedi. Oh, yeah. And, dude, for the first time in five movies, I felt like I was watching a Star Wars movie again, and I loved it. And Mark Hamill was fantastic. You felt every word that he said. Um, uh, I can't think of the actor's name. Who's the guy who plays Kylo Ren? Oh, man, it, it, it escapes like, me at the moment. Like, uh, Andy Savage or something. I don't, I don't know what his <laughs> name is. But... That kid totally steps up to the plate. You feel his rage in that moment. You feel his hate for his uncle, Luke Skywalker, here. And this is a great, great moment. This is the best thing about the movie. And if nothing else, go and see this part. Because to <laughs> me, it was freaking awesome, and I loved every second of it. Well, definitely, man. You know, as you said, Mark Hamill, I loved seeing him in action. You know, it was like like you said, like, you know, when the whole thing happened with the, you know, shooting through the ship and all that other stuff, you know, yeah. it was like, is this really how the movie's going to end? And then they got here and then this happened. And it was like, like you said, man, you were kind of like on the edge of the seat. You know, you were like, oh, yeah. dude, what's going to happen here? And then, you know, they do have an engagement. But I was a little disappointed that uh, lightsabers never touched throughout the whole. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, but that it, was kind of showing Luke's skill. Yeah, it, you know, it, he it, could, you know, yeah, yeah. It it like didn't need to. The fact that like, you know, I've known a lot of boxers in my life, actual pro boxers and stuff. I had some in the family when I was younger, right? Uh, Adam Driver. Thank you guys for posting uh, yes. his name there, the actor's name. Um, but yeah, and their best advice, right? If you're in a fight, if you're pro boxing, your best defense is to not be where a punch is going to be. And I know that sounds stupid, but they always said it's easier to move than it is to block, you know? Sure. So if you look at a Jet Li or a Jackie Chan, that's what they're doing. Like, wa go watch those movies. They're just getting out of the way of punches all the time because it's easier. And to see Luke do that, I'm sure Party Man Will can comment on doing some SCA stuff like that. When it comes to sword fighting, it's exactly the same principle, right? Why block, a, why block an attack when you can get out of the way and make it miss completely? So it totally worked for me. And yes, uh, I agree with you. It totally showed Luke's skill in a way that we've never seen before. You know, because we've seen over and over these over convoluted battles between Obi-Wan and Anakin and Yoda and Count Dooku and all these sure. people who had these elaborate million hit battles. And they just, they seem almost dull. There's no tension to it. But you were so waiting for that hit, you know, yeah. for them to actually clash. You know, that when you got that moment, you know, when he drove right through Luke and you thought he cut him in half for yeah. that half a second, yeah. like, it was so powerful. So I, I loved it. I loved the scene. Well, that's cool, man. I, like I said, I, I, I did. I, I did the, the in the moment, I, I really dug. Um, the big reveal at the end, I yeah. uh, I was a little disappointed in. Um, yeah. I are, mean, are we there? Are we ready to move? Are we ready well, to I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about the use of force powers and different force abilities in The Last Jedi. So I'll tell you what, we wanted to dedicate a whole segment to just talking about the creative new and kind of wild new force powers that we've got. So we're going to do that coming up, but real quick, we're going to jump into some podunk news. How does that oh, sound? We'll man, break I it up a little a, bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like we said, man, guys, keep liking and sharing the video, man. You got the possibility of winning this Luke Skywalker, you know, Funko Pop. It's awesome. Absolutely. All right, let's check out some news. Do it. Hold on, news. 
All right, man. You know, we know we got a lot of returning uh, fans here, man. But if it's your first time watching, man, Podunk News is where we like to tell you guys all the crazy stuff that's going out in this Podunk world. And, man, these are all true stories, man, not just made up for comedic purposes. <laughs> but they are pretty comedic or comedy-filled, <laughs> you know. So here, first up, man, throw that, throw that picture up there, man. We got an 80-year-old was arrested after he robbed after he robbed a credit union at gunpoint. Man. This guy, this 80-year-old, he I don't know so, about you. So, who does that guy look like? Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I was thinking uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, man. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, see he, it with his light bulby head. You know it, man. But uh, a, ho- a hotel clerk called the police after seeing a police bulletin on Facebook. Nice. Uh, which he reported, you know, being like, I think this guy's in my hotel. Yeah. Which then the police came and it was him. So See, Facebook not just good for retarded entertainment shows. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely oh look at this. They're not hey, it's Snoke, it's Snoke. <laughs> awesome guys. Good job. <laughs> All right, next story, man. What we got cooking? Let's see here. All right, man. In Michigan, a bright light in the sky caused a thunderous noise that was identified as a meteor. This Ooh. was earlier this week. And I got to tell or earlier last week. But, man, I got to tell you, like, they were also saying that this was reported in some of the surrounding states, too. So this thing was pretty darn big, man. Yeah. You know, um, one thing I have to say is, like, I'm pretty sure this is how Maniac Mansion started, <laughs> like that old game in, like, the, the 1980s. So I don't know, man. Somebody might want to check one of the mansions around there. But, yeah, supposedly this giant thing here in this, this picture is from the story that uh, that's a meteor. That's not the sun. So. Yeah, that's wild, man. It's great that people actually got footage of that, that we're in that age where we could see something like that. You know Pretty it, cool, man. man. They're like, oh, camera phones. <laughs> 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 oh, man. In Massachusetts. You know, I don't think we've ever had a podunk news story out of Massachusetts. Out of the Commonwealth up there? I don't know. Maybe oh, not. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, a Massachusetts man was arrested for apparently stealing manhole covers. Okay. <laughs> he was a 46-year-old man. He was, The charge was larceny. I mean, okay. I guess like stealing a manhole cover doesn't have its own, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're stealing it and reselling it and trying to profit from it, I guess that's which that which that exactly where it goes. It, it they were uh, tipped off by the local scrapyard that the man was going to sell. I guess they bought one from him. I guess they're nice. like, yeah. yeah. So I guess he was. I like, will melt this son <laughs> bitch down. No problem. <laughs> what are those they, made of? Aren't they just made of like garbage metal? Or well, right there, just in case it's scrappers, man. You know they were. <laughs> <laughs> exactly dude that's that's what they're doing it's the commonwealth so you know people are out there they're looking to build their uh, uh yeah, power yeah, armor, power, power armor. <laughs> I, mean, I, I missed this uh this comment from justin k earlier he said that that meteor was aliens i i oh, agree man i yeah. think they're having their own star wars up there without <laughs> us they're like man leave those those that was probably and... the raddest blowing up yeah. <laughs> in the atmosphere <laughs> All right, man. Uh, final story for this podunk news segment. I think you guys are going to dig it. We know this is a popular thing right now to go. You can buy these getting things at crunk? Walmart. Well, getting <laughs> crunk, you know, but yeah, you can buy that stuff at the Walmart liquor store. But also at the regular Walmart, you know, you can buy these drones. You don't put cameras on them and shit. <laughs> you know, well, drinking and flying a drone is now illegal in New Jersey. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I know we're down here in Florida, but up there in NJ, they're like, no deal. Man. The... Uh, <laughs> the blood alcohol level is the same as driving a vehicle, you know, 0.08. Uh, violators, though, of this could be will be charged a thousand dollar fine and could serve up to six months 
in prison. Wow. So they're getting pretty serious with this. So here's the other funny thing, though. As part of this whole ordinance with the drones, they're also saying that other restrictions are is that they can't fly too close to jails or prisons. (laughs) And uh, you can't use them for the pursuit of wildlife. So I guess if you're hunting or whatever and trying to use it, if they if yeah. they catch you, I mean I'm sure people do this anyway. But you know what this makes me think of? Like using a drone to get close to the prison. That's like What's like that? a that's like a Batman '66 episode <laughs> right there. To drop drop something for the Joker and he blows a hole in the wall or some shit. You know, like that. Yeah, I could see I could see why they why they were concerned with that. But yeah, they're like, holy copyright infringement, Batman! <laughs> the droids are coming over the wall. You know it, man. The <laughs> droids. That's awesome. But that that's gonna about wrap it up for Podunk News, man. We want to get back into some more Star Wars: The Last Jedi talking. Here we go. Absolutely, man. Are you guys psyched to check out some Star Wars? Oh yeah. Here we are, man. And once again, I know we we keep mentioning it, but man, if you guys like and share the video, man. This Luke Skywalker uh, Funko Pop, man, could be yours, man. Like El Bandito said earlier, we're going to do a drawing right after the uh, right after the show goes off the air, man. So it's pretty pretty awesome, man, definitely. Absolutely, guys. Hit us up. That could be in a mailbox near you. Awesome. All right, man. So let's see. What, what are we digging into next with the, uh, with the Last Jedi here? Well, like I said, we're definitely going to take a look at some of the new force powers ah, that yes. they've introduced in The Last Jedi. Because honestly, it was kind of a, uh, almost overwhelming when you watch the movie to be like, wow, we're getting a lot of new stuff. And again, maybe these are things that are in the extended universe and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm not seeking out a lot of that stuff. I haven't read a lot of comics or anything like that. Um, I know Senior Bowl has seen some of it. You know, Obviously, a lot of you fans out there, you beautiful people, have seen a lot of some of it and know a lot more than we do. But just coming from the perspective of, hey, we just sat down and watched this movie, there was a lot of new stuff going on. And we just got to say, man, if you're going to if you're gonna use the Force, use the Force lightly. Because right? <laughs> awesome. too much of anything's a bad thing. You know, and if you push a little too much our way, you could hurt something. <laughs> so the first Force power we got to talk about, you know, we didn't dive too deep into it in the last segment, but... This uh, force projection slash, what are they calling it? Like Doppelganger. Uh, doppelganger is the yeah. official force power. Like, I'll be honest, when I saw this in the movie, I was uh, kind of like, what the, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know Luke's a Skywalker. I know he's been training for 30 years. We haven't seen him. But let's be honest. I mean, there's like older Jedi, like yeah. in the prequel. Okay. I know. We said we weren't going to go there. <laughs> But there are, you know, there's fact that there's guys that have lived a lot long. I mean, Yoda. Yeah. I mean, maybe he knew he could do this and he just never did. It, it just, yeah. to me, it seemed to come really far out of, like, right, well, you know. Did, did you want to list off the five real quick sure. that we're going to go over? Okay. Yeah, we yeah and then we'll, we'll get back to each one more specifically. Sure. But just to give you guys an overall view. Oh, yeah. Uh, Princess Leia has the force. Uh, we're going to get back to this in a minute, but we just thought you guys would enjoy <laughs> this. I mean, if you've seen the movie... I'm sure you'll get the reference. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got, uh, oh, yes, um, Force Ghost Power Upgrade. You know, don't get me yeah. wrong. No, they've always appeared in the other movies and stuff like that, but this one. Now Yoda's just setting shit on fire, you know? Yeah. Like, what's going on? So, yeah, let, let's take a minute to look at each one individually. Like you said, we'll start with the doppelganger stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, now, I know it. the director, Ryan Johnson, he put up this 
sort of defense for it on, I guess, his Twitter feed here. I grabbed the screen cap of it where he referenced an old book called The Jedi Path, right? Now, again, this is supposedly akin to the books that Luke is definitely working with right there in the film. And uh, it outlines the guidelines for using the force, advanced force techniques and things like that. And under the section advanced force techniques, there's literally this uh, paragraph that describes the doppelganger, how to project your image. The stronger you are, the more you can project your image to more different people, make them believe different stuff. You can make them think there's an army of droids, droids there, you know, uh, different things like that. So it's kind of his defense on why he put that in the movie. And I have to say, personally, you know, I know it sounds like you, your Bull, you're not a super fan of it. I hated the way they introduced it in the movie with something that you offhandedly told me. You're like, it's like Jedi FaceTime. It's funny. Justin <laughs> K just called it in the, in, the, in the comments here. He called it that, Jedi FaceTime, yeah, right? yeah. Force FaceTime. But yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, like that introduction of it was, was kind of stupid. And the fact that Snoke was like, I did that. <laughs> I'm so great. His, his character in the movie was so shit. By the way, I know that's that famous actor. What's his Andy Sadukas or something? Andy Circus, yeah. yeah, Gollum. But Gollum. I don't know. I, they like gave that dude a big uh, ounce of cocaine or something. <laughs> I don't know what he, that. I hated that. But anyhow, uh, he's so overacted. But Snoke is explaining how he's giving Kylo and Ray this connection where they can see each other and all this stuff. But it's not manifesting in the same way that we see uh, Luke later, which I think is actually good. You know, because it did kind of keep that a little bit subtle. It made it a little bit confusing, though, the actual FaceTime part of it. We didn't understand what they were seeing. Sure. Um, but it did keep that surprise for the end a surprise, so that was nice. Yeah. From but a, it's six yeah. on one hand, half dozen on the other. From a movie standpoint, yeah, I think it's cool that, you know, how they present. And you remember in, like, uh, uh, Jedi or Empire Strikes Back, like, yeah. Luke and Vader can kind of communicate. Yeah. with each other yeah. like even though they're like in separate starships mm -hmm. but they were like still like not a really far distance away from each other yeah. you know i'm like like in return of the jedi you didn't get the impression that they could still talk to each other when they're on like opposite sides of the galaxy and i mean yeah. grant we don't have like a galactic map here of like how close like what, is, what was that place called a chew or whatever luke was <laughs> hanging out and then the the salt planet you know but still it just seemed like it was such a stretch yeah. You know, but like you said, what I okay, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just want to interject that I think the biggest thing to me is that we see dead Jedi do this all the time. So from beyond the grave, they can show up with their force projection image, and it's just like, I mean, if a dead Jedi could do it, yeah, I think wherever they at is probably a farther distance than wherever Luke is. Well, yeah, and I, and I get that, and I mean, I know it's yeah. all becoming one with the Force, and the Force yeah. is everywhere, but, you know, the thing is, is, like, if if, it, if the reveal would have been that Luke was a Force ghost, like, I think that would have made it more, like... Yeah, it was something pre-established, that, yeah. that you knew what it was. He'd already long since been dead or something. Yeah, that, I, I, but, okay, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, yeah. one thing I do have to say about it, you know... We, we we definitely have said that you know Luke is a he's using a well established force power right yeah while hiding in his safe space before committing force suicide I mean I know that's a that's a far take on it but yeah. it's just, but at the well, same time it does completely I, well, kill him while I do agree with you that like he was kind of high like he had an X wing there I know you know yeah. like Finn and Rose flew all over the galaxy to a casino and all this stuff right under the noses of the Empire. It seems conceivable to me that it would have been more likely for Luke to actually show up there than to cast the force projection. I agree. But they yeah, did yeah. very much explain that 
the amount of force, energy, your commitment you have to do can kill you. Yeah. So the fact that it killed Luke, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he was hoping it wouldn't kill him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he was like, this is going to kill me, dude, but I need to do it. Uh, it might have been the case, but yeah, like... I wouldn't necessarily call it a suicide personally, but I understand your. your uh, <laughs> I know take I'm going on, on some trip now. You know, as I've already said my piece on how I wasn't a huge fan of it, I'm going to give it some con or some pros here. <laughs> I'm going to give it the cons. The pros <laughs> are that I do like that the director, he has you know he had a, a source, yeah, you know, yeah. and and it was a cited source. I mean, granted, it was a, a expanded universe book, and we know that it's not canon. Da da da. Either way, that's cool that he was able to reference something to be like, hey yeah. guys, look, I'm not just making shit up. Here's something that, you know, I, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Another thing that I read after the fact that I thought was really awesome was that they said they took special things to make sure that, like, when Luke comes walking in the room, you don't hear any footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know he, he makes contact with Leia and stuff like that. But even when he's fighting Kylo, like, while the salt's flying up and, like, kind of burning on Kylo's saber, like, it's not doing that on Luke. So yeah. it's like they took special precautions to really make sure that that this couldn't be called bullshit. So I got to give it credit there. Yeah. Even if I don't completely like how it all panned out, hey, at least it's a cited thing that yeah. I guess does fit into the Star Wars universe. And again, I threw this image up because the scene was just done well and a point in the movie that to me, everything was kind of just drumming up to being nothing, you know? <laughs> and Luke comes in at the end and really does some Skywalker shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he acts like a pimp, like a badass Jedi master. It's kind of what we all wanted to see the whole movie be. So why this wasn't more of the movie, I don't know, you know? Oh, but ju- there, oh, there was a lot of uh, hints to it, you know, his outfit had changed, his haircut had changed, his, his the color of his beard was different, you know, and like I noticed all those things, and I'm like, what's going on? Then you see this scene where he doesn't get immediately obliterated by all those robots, <laughs> and you're like, dude, what is going on? What is he doing? And I loved that. I loved that feeling of an excited wonderment, where the majority of the movie, I'm like, what is this leading to? I don't <laughs> understand where this is going, and it's like a confusing way. But the fact that they told us very shortly after made it fun and exciting and like i said it's my favorite part of the movie it's the thing that to me makes it the best of any sequel since return of the jedi to me and it's literally encompassed in like 20 minutes so it's not really saying a lot (laughs) well we knew that was going to be the big one i think we both have definitely shared our opinion it looks like you guys are kind of sharing your opinion down below too people are calling out the um you know the change of the lightsaber color and stuff like that and absolutely it wasn't something i recognized right off the bat but it was like I like that they that they did that. that they made it so it wasn't. It, it's really tough to call complete bullshit on it. Yeah, yeah, but it was still <laughs> just be light with it. They kind of took a heavy hand with that stroke. <laughs> Again, another heavy hand was with this Leia scene. I think both of us said we don't really have a problem with Leia using the Force or being connected to the Force, but in such an extreme condition. While on one hand is like, hey, sometimes you get superhuman strength yeah. when something bad happens, <laughs> like a girder falls on a woman with Bloomingdale's bags and you want to go over and save her. You know, sometimes that can happen. And, and that may be kind of what they were going for. But it ended up being so grandiose that it, it was almost over the top. 
Yeah, and that was my major thing. Is I thought just the scene itself looked kind of ridiculous. And I mean, no, no offense to the director or whatever. It, it just it, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's Mary Poppins flying through the air and stuff. But <laughs> we just saw this in Guardians. Come on, Disney, uh, come up with some different shit. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like you know, and I know back in the day, George Lucas said, hey, I want Leia to eventually like show that she has you know force powers. So. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just the scene itself just wasn't done, I think, the way it should have been. I agree with Justin K here in the comments. He's like, this would have been a great way for Leia to go out with a bang. Absolutely. You know? And definitely, I think this would have been such a moment that rocked you. And while in one hand, yeah, I'm kind of glad she survived because I am a bit of a softy on the inside, <laughs> I understand the drama of a story, you know? And having Han get put down in the first movie, Leia put down in the next movie, I mean, this, this these would have been these steps to kind of building a new future sure um, but instead we're left with a kind of wishy-washy end of her character uh that we're gonna have to see how it plays out in the next movie which which really probably wasn't a great call yeah, and unfortunately i'm sure that you know that nobody can predict the future but yeah, yeah they've already said that they're not going to do any kind of cgi stuff so we'll just have to see where this ends up yeah um more so than that the force FaceTime thing just pissed me <laughs> off. Like, I'm glad that it set up the force projection because I actually sort of dug that. Um, but the Jedi FaceTime thing, the force FaceTime, whatever you want to call it, uh, it just left me confused that I'm like, okay, so are Kylo and Ren sort of, or Ray, Kylo right. and Ren, <laughs> Kylo and Ray, are they sort of, they're communicating or whatever? And they're what they're going to get to be friends or learning about it. So this is basically the exposition moment of the film where we as the audience get to learn about the two characters. And it doesn't amount to shit. We don't seem to learn anything <laughs> more from these people during these scenes under than, other than the fact that they're like, what, what's going on? What are you doing? Hey, I don't like you. What are you doing in my thing? Where are you in my head? I don't like this. I, I equate it to the, the scene from where Luke learns that Vader's his father to that scene where it's him and Vader before they go to meet the Emperor and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, remember Luke's like, like Vader's like, oh, look, you built your own lightsaber. Like, you're 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 learning the ways of the Jedi. You know, yeah. like he's, and like like Luke's still like, yes, father. And he's like, I am not your father. You know, like, it just had yeah. so much power, you know. Like, even when you rewatch it, you're like, dude, this is such an awesome scene. And every time they got these two together, it was like. Yeah. I can't, I can't get over the fact that he tortured this girl. I remember there were people bitching after The Force Awakens came out that this was such a patriarchal moment, <laughs> that he was domineering a woman, and he was raping her mind hole and all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, that's kind of an intense interpretation to take on the scene. Um, but you are being kidnapped and tortured by someone. And yes. I don't understand this quasi-romantic development <laughs> in the movie. I'm just like... What do they like? Like each other now? Are they kind of like they're getting to see each other for who they really are? And you're like, well, you're really not such a bad person <laughs> after all, you know. So, I dug the idea of both of them being like, I saw a vision of you in the future, you know, and you were going to join me. Like both of them said basically that, and then it gets to later in the film there, where they're in that moment with Snoke, you know, and they have their battle, and the two of them want to go their separate ways, but they both want the other to come with them. Sure. And that moment should have been more pivotal, that the two of them were like, hey, this is the moment I envisioned, and you came with me. And wouldn't it have been great if Kylo said, no, Ray, this is the moment I envisioned, and you came with me. Mm -hmm. And now they really had to make their own choices. There was no destiny. There was no bullshit. Because so much of these movies are throwing out the idea of there being destiny or <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, you know, so, anybody can use the Force. I mean, yeah. pretty, you know. <laughs> so to, the only thing I can say is it gave us, like, this fantastic <laughs> meme-worthy scene. So... 
Well, just the credit just, where it's due. He just threw down a, a real funny comment. He goes, well, at least you didn't pop in when he was on the can. Well, I don't know. This scene, he might have been getting ready. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know. You figure you got to take off all those cloaks and stuff, you know, to do your business. So oh, that, that was a little weird, but it, it really, we never learned more about what this guy's motivation was. You know, like we, we learned the conflict between him and Luke, but we didn't understand why he was leaning towards the dark side. What was the lure for him? I mean, Anakin, it was to save his wife, his future children, stuff like that. It was a stupid, flimsy reason because the emperor had no basis for being able to save any of them. But at least it was a, a reason. It was something. We have no idea why he's following Snoke or eating so much shit from Snoke. I mean, this guy is it's all Snoke just shits him the whole movie, and it's just like, oh, I thought you were gonna be the next Vader, but you're no one. Blah, 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 and he's spitting, and I'm like, dude, this guy has no decorum for a supreme <laughs> leader. You know, I guess leaders nowadays don't need to have much decorum, but I think you guys know what I'm driving at. The guy was just so over the top, you know? Even when he brings Ray in that moment I was talking about earlier, look at, he's still bowing. He's still eating shit. He just captured the Jedi, you know? He just found out where Luke is from Ray, like, and he's eating shit. He's kneeling to this guy. Yep. So... Again, this just brings me back to one of the core problems of the movie <laughs> because I don't understand what anyone is really trying to accomplish, right? From the resistance being kind of terrorist to Snoke having to get on his personal ship, fly out into the middle of space and hunt down these resistance people. So this guy's the supreme leader of the entire galaxy, but this is where he needs to be. <laughs> this is the important thing he needs to do today. Like, this seems like such trivial shit that you could have sent five Star Destroyers and it would have wiped <laughs> these people out, you know? But instead, he needs to be there. But why? What does he care? What's the Resistance doing that's making such a big deal <laughs> to his plans? What is his plan? If you're supreme leader of the galaxy, what's your plan? You know, we knew that, like, Emperor Palpatine was like, I need the other Jedi. I need the other sure. Skywalker to be on my side. Because Vader's getting kind of old, and he's probably going to fucking die because he's a weird-ass <laughs> suit Robot, shit, yeah. You know? So I could use a new bodyguard guy. Snoke had all sorts of badass bodyguards. He needed nothing from these people, and I don't understand the motivation whatsoever. Absolutely, man. You know, Like you said, I mean, it was one of those things, like, you know, we know that, you know, Luke came in on Kylo when he was sleeping at night, and I mean... You know, we all we've all heard those stories of weird <laughs> uncles out there that sneak in on you when you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they usually, they pulling out the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I liked the conflict scene. I thought it was done well. Justin K, you called it. Snoke went out like a bitch, and we're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. But yes. I know another thing uh, you brought up, a la the the Force um, upgrades to the ghosts. Yes. Uh, was that it was sort of nice to see Yoda as a puppet again. Yeah. But sort of not. Like, he kind of, I don't know, I got used to him as a CGI guy to me. I thought he looked kind of shitty as a puppet. So, I mean, I, definitely, I don't know. What's your take on that? When I when I saw him pop up and he's like, you know, Master Yoda. Like, he kind of like, like you said, it's Mark Hamill. And he's like, yeah. it brought you back to like that scene in like the hut, you know, yeah. in, in Return of the Jedi. And you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be great, man. Like, Yoda's like here. He's going to tell him some shit. Like, and like. Luke's gonna like finally get involved, but like the thing with it is, while you know, I thought Yoda looked good and it was cool that he was a puppet, like 
he was acting like a crazy asshole. <laughs> like, I mean, he was. He was, like, laughing and, ah, just being kind of nutty. Yeah. <laughs> Setting shit on fire. He was all like, oh, I got to guard these sacred old books. He's like, fuck those books. Bam, yeah. burn that shit. Don't even worry about it. Not a big whoop. And we remember back in, like, you okay. know, Empire Strikes Back where, like, you know, Luke first meets Yoda. Well, he doesn't even know it's Yoda. Yeah. Like he thinks it's just some creature in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he is. He's acting like a crazy ass. Yeah. Like, he's, like, trying to eat shit, like, out of the... <laughs> Been and like you know uh, you know beat up R two and stuff yeah but but it was there was a point to it yes he was trying to show Luke don't judge people by yes. don't judge a book by its cover judge me by my size to you and and that was the thing it was great but the thing is is like Luke already knows who Yoda is yeah so like well <laughs> why was he being weird why why was he being crazy like yeah. that so, so it, it yeah. was just super weird but what do you guys think do you like CGI Yoda better or do you like puppet Yoda better I mean I don't like lightsaber dueling yoda the cgi <laughs> um but just the kind of average sitting around one and, and maybe it was just that maybe it's what you brought up that his personality tor- tweaks were what threw me from the, from the new puppet one but i was just like dude yoda seems freaking weird and the fact yeah. that yeah he called down force lightning i mean yeah while we've always you know what? heard and seen the force ghost you know give advice and stuff like yeah. that i don't think we've ever seen them like actually like interject yeah and why not so the rest of them are just sitting on ass mace windows somewhere doing nothing yeah where, where you is can't anakin? drop a lightning bolt up someone's ass like where's anakin where's obi-wan like yeah. what are they doing having a beer somewhere yeah together? they're enjoying the afterlife apparently they're like someone else's problem now i loved you anakin <laughs> so yeah so all that was pretty weird but i gotta tell you guys the force ghosts can apparently do anything they can be anywhere <laughs> but they're mysterious they only show up every couple years when they want to release a new album and then that's yes. the end of it Nah, that's funny. So, man. again, just to wrap it up, if you guys are going to use the Force, if you're going to add some new Force shit in there, man, just just put it out there in small dabs. You know, don't make it the crux of the whole movie, you know? It'll just, it'll be easier to swallow when you only have to make one new leap every time. But just the doppelganger thing alone would have been dope. But then they gave us, like, three, four other different Force powers that were all upgraded or different to some extent. And it was just a little, it was a little heavy-handed with that. So that's just the Power Hour's point of view. It's our personal advice out there. If you're going to use the Force, try to use it lightly. But Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so we had a lot of these other characters and stuff like that out in the story that really just seemed like they didn't need to be in here, you know? <laughs> they needed their own movie their own story to be in somewhere else. All this Finn, Poe stuff, Casino World stuff, Slave Kid stuff. Get get all that stuff in one of these other movies. Like, we just wanted to see a Skywalker story. Like, that's what we've been seeing, you know? That's what the original trilogy was. And, yeah, the prequels were Skywalker stories, but they were garbage. They just, they just weren't good. They weren't put together right, you know? But you can still salvage this. You can still make it better. But instead, we end up getting these stories that are incorporating all of these different story elements and trying to mash them together into the Skywalker line of stories. And it's like, what what's going on? We end up with, I love the way you phrased it, we got Jim Henson presents Star Wars in association <laughs> with PETA. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, it's like, I, I get it because, you know, I, I've talked to a couple other fans and stuff, and, and I get there's always been cutesy animals and stuff in Star Wars, but... 
the thing is, it's like, yeah, I know what you're referencing. You're talking about uh, Ewoks. You're talking about Jar Jar, you know, this cute scene. But you know what? At least they played, like, real pivotal, like, like actual, like, like 45-minute <laughs> roles in the movie. They weren't just these little yeah. flash-in-the-pan characters. This, this, yeah. this, this felt like they were just shoving more shit in front of the camera, being like, hey, are the kids still watching? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> they're going to want this right toy there. afterwards. Yeah. All right. Well, my favorite. Here you go, Justin K. Yes. Your blue milk monster right there. I'd have to say, I think this was the first time that I was, like, sexually aroused during a star wars movie <laughs> you dug it huh? you dug the, the blue milk monster boobies all, all i gotta say is that you know like what luke does like after he sucks on the milk like he's like ah like he just kind of like yells at like, Dude, like he's I, mad that ray's there and saw him do it i just love that face that he has where he looks up kind of like this is what my life is now dude like this is what i'm committed to f all that other crap this is who i am now and you're just like wow dude this guy's He's, he's on another yeah. level, man. Yeah. But this really was the least offender. I mean, yeah. he really didn't yeah. do anything. He didn't spoil the movie. He yeah. didn't seem like he was shoved in your face. He was just a creature in the world, which is yeah. fine. I was like one that walked you know? by and one of the other. Oh, yeah, these fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> but this thing, <laughs> this was some crap that was shoved in your face the whole movie and be like, look at how cute it is. Do you like it? And I'm like, dude, I get it. It's a cute little CGI creature. It's wonderfully animated and crafted. But, dude, did we really need to see this thing all the time <laughs> just oh ha, ha, so funny all the time it's like it's just trying too hard to like i said be like the kids still watching they'll want yeah. you to buy one of these and put it on your desk next to your bed we'll make a lamp out of them absolutely man you know they, yeah, it was just all right and once again i mean i maybe, maybe we're just picking apart certain these things but man like it seemed like animals were popping up left and right that were like is just there to be like, oh, hey, they can help us. Yeah, you know, oh, uh, per, you know, animal rights. Ah, uh. and I mean, like, why should we have exposition or characters that can think when the animals could just do stuff and then be like, <laughs> oh, let's follow the animals because their natural instinct is so much. But you're like, dude, come on, man. Like this, th- how did how did this thing even live on a salt planet? Like, yeah. were they just eating each other? I saw no other wildlife <laughs> there to like facilitate a predator. Sure, you know, sure. But it was also their assistance, you know, that they helped in the, you know yeah. what I mean? It was kind of like, did they, you know, if they were just a creature that was there that went running by, I wouldn't have cared, but it's just the fact that they're like a plot point. I'm the, like. It's the fact that they're not in the background of the movie. I mean, this shot is in the movie. It's just shoved in front of your face <laughs> for you to be like, hey, dude, look, we made like a crystal dog. Isn't that cute? Like, so what, dude? Can we get back to like Jedi stuff? What's going on? <laughs> oh, <laughs> This one wasn't even like kind of like, oh, well, hey, they're going to help. This was like the feel bad for this thing. It's an endangered species. We got to help it. They even gave it this sad, dopey looking face. <laughs> the horse dog. And these things have names and stuff. We're just not wasting yeah, any this time. It's like a father or a full text. <laughs> they have stupid names. But either way, this one kind of played a role in the movie. Yeah. But its role was to get you to care about it, which means it doesn't really move the story forward. It, it, it didn't do anything. You know, so again, it was just like this. This is a problem I have. There's actual slaves on that planet that are people (laughs) and they're bitching about the horse thing. They didn't go and help a little kid. No, they took the horse thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see any little kids in the movie. <laughs> right? I'm done with little kids. We know how that works out for for Star Wars, right? I don't want to see any weird maid people. Right <laughs> now, earlier in the movie, we saw Luke 
milking some monster and drinking its milk right from its you know source right yeah. there. And you're just like, wow, dude, that's intense that this is where this guy's at. And then we find out there's like a village of people that live on this planet <laughs> that take care who the caretakers who they're industrialized. Look, they have clothes and stuff. <laughs> You're telling me these people don't just have milk he could buy or procure or trade for other goods or services. So he just wants to drink that milk from that creature's uh, like teeth, <laughs> just to, just because that's who he is now. So that says a lot about the character and where he's at, bro. I wish if the movie was on DVD, we could have the clip of him ah, with the with the blue milk mustache, and we get the fan service. We get the you know all blue 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 milk from you know A New Hope, and it popped up in Rogue One, and sure. here's where it comes from from this big monsters. Yeah, but not everything <laughs> needs an origin story. You said it best when they gave us the origin of Wolverine's jacket and Wolverine Origins. Yeah. You're like, Dude, not everything needs an origin out there, man. But, okay, Chewbacca had it right, dude. Yes. <laughs> he was knocking him off the dashboard. Like, it kind of sucks when you watch the movie and you realize that Chewbacca's the dude you connect with. The guy that was a character on screen before you were born is the guy who has the attitude that best reflects how you feel watching the movie. You know, and it's just, I don't want to go to see a Star Wars movie to feel like an old man. It's bad enough there's 300 kids in there, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. man. Worse than animals and kids combined. Oh, yeah. Here it comes, guys. Here. <laughs> okay. We all loved R2D2 in the first movies. They absolutely ruined him. <laughs> In the prequels, because he was like a super soldier, man. He could yeah. do anything. He was the bomb. He could fly now. He could yeah. shoot oil skids. And now we got BB-8. Oh, man. If but, R2 couldn't do it, BB-8 can. Dude, just forget it. This guy could win the resistance by himself. I mean, he's single-handedly the greatest, most abundant doer in the whole series. I mean, he gets shit done. No one, literally no one, does as much as BB-8, right? Dude, this is the Jordy LaForge of, of, <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> Absolutely, dude, because he's always working. He's working towards a goal while other people are screwing up, getting caught, helping horse things escape at the casino. BB-8, he's saving the day on Poe's ship at the beginning. Remember yes. we told you yep. that earlier, yep. right? He fixes up the shield thing. Classic kind of droid stuff. Neat to see it. Very cool. Did we forget to mention... That he's also the one who helped lead Poe out of there to get the other guys and find Finn and get out to the ship and get out to the casino world. Not to mention that on the casino world, he's the one who found the contacts and did the stuff and collected money that would save them later and all this other stuff. Not to mention he helped steal the ship that DJ was using later and drive a AT-AT. At the, towards the end of the, the film. That was about where it lost me right there. Dude, but yeah. It's like the guy can do anything, you know? I think, what what is it, too? Then they get to the, the ship at the end, and he gets his own bad guy now, <laughs> yeah, and he has a villain, an arch nemesis, and it's an evil droid that's kind of like his twin brother droid, and they're going to go... And the you're dark just like, side droid. Dude, come on. He's shutting down the stuff in the final suit. Why are the other characters even there when the effing droid could do anything? Buy like six more of those resistance. <laughs> what are you doing? Cash in some of those shit bombers and something and, and hook it up with a couple of BB-8s because these guys can do anything. Yeah. And at this point, 
I'm wondering what are they going to do in the next oh, movie? I, oh, I think we have. Where our, is it going to go I, from I, here? We have our thoughts. <laughs> We're going to get old <laughs> BB-8 wielding the lightsaber, kicking some ass out there, man, and and saving the day. He's the last Jedi. That's, I know. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and this isn't too far fetched, guys. Come on, like he's got to be force sensitive to be able to do all the stuff he's done. So <laughs> now, what do you guys think? Feel free to throw in the comments right now what you think of BB-8. Do you think he's way OP? Do you think it's ridiculous, or is it just kind of cutesy? And fun, and we're being too Chewbacca y about the whole ordeal. <laughs> hey, well, those, those porgs look delicious, though. They I, did. I, I, would I, would, eat. I eat the shit out that porg. <laughs> but while, while we take a minute for you guys to let us know what you think of BB 8, I'm going to remind you again for every share that we get on the video tonight, uh, we are going to put you into a raffle. And we're going to send you guys, whoever wins, we're going to send you one of these Luke Skywalker Funko Pops, man, that Senior Bull has provided for us tonight. Oh, yeah. For all you beautiful people out there, man, we'd love to get our shares up. We'd love to see 100 subscribes over on our YouTube channel as well. So if you can make it over to our YouTube channel, we'll put a link in the comments after the show tonight. If you can shoot over there, subscribe to our channel. If we get 100 comments, then we can start linking stuff oh, directly yeah. to there. We get our own URL. A lot of nice stuff happens. So... If you could do that for us, that would be awesome. But if you could share this video on your wall on Facebook, man, we'd love it. We're going to oh, enter yeah. you in a raffle to win this guy. Not a force projection. I'm going to get the real Luke Skywalker <laughs> right there. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to take it in for another round of podunk news before uh, closing out the night? I think so. I think let's let's go ahead and do that. Before we get to our final reviews of the film, we'll, we'll jump into a bit more of some podunk news. Oh, yeah. Podunk News. Oh, man. Well, we got some real wild news, man. Like we said earlier, you know, Podunk News, we're always telling you guys about, like, the crazy stories that are happening. They're all real deal, man. We're not just doing these for comedy purposes. <laughs> so check out some of these wild things that are happening right now. All right, man. The Chinese government, man, they're taking punishment for video game cheating to a whole new level. Uh, planning to crack down on hacker groups who are making tons of money creating cheats for the game Player Unknown's Battleground. Are you familiar with this game, El Bandito? I'm not. Never heard of it. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's like an online game, but it's it's very much in the in the vein of like GTA. But the thing is, like, you parachute out of a plane, okay. and you land on an island, and then like there's a bunch of other players on that island, but you got to collect weapons, and then you go and try to kill those other guys. Okay. A little Hunger Game style game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool concept, <laughs> and I guess, but you know, it's you know, it's got bugs and stuff. Like, it's very hot on Steam right now. I don't know if it's gotten ported over to uh, the consoles yet, but I know they've been planning on it. Okay. But um, yeah, like this one's really hot out there in China. Well, people are cheating over there. Oh yeah, what yeah, are they yeah. doing? <laughs> they're they're paying um, money so that they can get like you know more better weapons right out the gate. You know, unlimited ammo, stuff like that. Just stuff that's really like putting them ahead of the game and hmm. i mean i know over here we might be like oh man you know there's the god code you know but in china man like <laughs> the uh the video game you know market and stuff like that is so much more competitive mm -hmm. and it's got a whole backing that you know i mean real money makers for playing video games so yeah man like they're really going to be cracking down on you know on this because it's a huge problem okay. and it's really affecting them so yeah yeah man. knowing china man i'm probably gonna chop people's heads off oh or you know it man <laughs> you know brutal. pay 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 to win not 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 in the land of the rising sun right? <laughs> or is that japan 
<laughs> I think that might be Japan. I don't know. I'm not. There you go. Well, not here. Really interested in learning about other cultures. There you go. Well, hey, man, here's here's something that I know you'd be interested I in. I loved man. this, man. When you sent this story over, this blew me away, dude. This uh, British film, Going for GoldenEye, is hoping to become the video game uh, equivalent to Spinal Tap. <laughs> you know, celebrating 20 years of GoldenEye. This mockumentary is going to be due out on demand real soon. That's awesome, man. I mean, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. I will take the challenge 10 times out of 10. If you want to throw down some GoldenEye with me, I will end you. I will wreck you. I'm so good at this game. Party Man Will, he gave it to me you know, years and years and years ago for the first time. I tried it playing with him. And I played that game to death. It was the only game I had on N64 for like two and a half years. <laughs> you know, I, I love it. If you ever want to play, hit me up. Throw throw it in the comments that you're taking the challenge. I will come seek you out. I will bring my N64. We'll rock some Goldeneye. And I will own you, sucker. <laughs> oh, you know it, man. Definitely. Great game. Classic F, uh, first-person shooter. Yeah, man. like defined the genre, man. I mean, just, just really... Took it to the next level. So good. I'm very interested in checking out a mockumentary about it. I think it looks like it's very fun, you know, uh, and especially a la Spinal Tap. This thing has got to be a blast, man. So I, I can't wait to check it out. You know it, man. Here, Coming up, man, this is where we like to talk about an event that's going down this week. This week we have the South Florida Fair. South Florida Fair. <coughs> Happening down there in West Palm Beach. You know, this is going on from January 12th to the 28th. It's uh, $15 per adult, uh, $8 for children, uh, ages 5 and under are free. You know, there's tons of foods, rides, petting zoo, uh, kid zone, uh, yesteryear village, all that cool stuff that happens down there every year with the South Florida Fair. I know we've uh, we've gone down there Heck quite yeah. a bit just, just, just to get the grub. Yeah, man, just eat some cool, they got like chocolate-covered scorpions and all sorts of crazy stuff, man. But I like when they give you the chocolate-covered bacon stick that's like this. Oh, dude, it's so mm-hmm. good, you so some, good. Some awesome stuff, man. So definitely a lot of cool stuff going down at the South Florida Fair, guys. Go down there, check it out, show some love around the state man if you got a cool event or something going on you want us to share feel free to hit us up send us a pm a dm an instant message whatever you want to do get us the info and we'll get it out to the masses oh yeah we're ready to dive back in for our finale on star wars let's do it let's do it all right man just putting it out there one more time man you guys like and share the the video here, man. You win this Luke Skywalker, man. We're gonna after after the episode here. We're gonna go and do a drawing. It's gonna be pretty <laughs> awesome. Absolutely, man. But all right, we wanted to take just a little bit of time. We're gonna wrap up tonight. We know we're running a little long as always, man. <laughs> but uh, we're just glad you guys stick with us. Have a good time. You know, we have a great time with all you guys. We're glad to share this kind of info and laugh with you guys tonight. But we're gonna wrap up kind of our quick final thoughts on it. I know, Senior Bull, you're gonna go first. So tell us what you think. All right, man. You know. One thing I'm going to say is that, you know, Star Wars is not Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? <laughs> and, you know, to me, like, a lot of the humor that was in the movie felt out of place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Poe's, uh, you know, Yo Mama joke yeah. and just some of the other things, like you said, with all the porgs and stuff like that just, yeah. just seemed so weird to me. And I like I said, I get it that, you know, like, it's working for a lot of the Marvel stuff, specifically Guardians of the Galaxy. So they, they tried it here, and, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess a lot of, some people really enjoyed it. They liked that it was different, but I don't know. To me, it was kind of uh, – they always – the jokes just really fell flat. You know, they were just kind of mm-hmm. like those ones that they were there, and I'm like, did Poe really just throw down a Yo Mama joke? Yeah. You know. But then I did go back and I watched the beginning of The Force Awakens. I remember when he first meets Kylo Ren, he's like, 
am I supposed to talk or are you supposed to talk? Like, so it kind of it kind of establishes that this guy's kind of like a, a smart ass, you yeah. know. And I get that, but it's just I don't know the whole yo mama joke thing. Just I don't it didn't set right with me, but you know, like I said, it is what it is. Everyone, like I said, seems to love BB-8. We already mm-hmm. talked about him. Um, Luke's uh, don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> like I mean, you know, here you know Ray brought him his father's lightsaber, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the lightsaber that he lost in uh, Cloud City. And just the fact that he literally like held it and just chucked it over his shoulder, I like. Didn't even care. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, she tells him about Han. Doesn't really <laughs> seem to give a shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, I loved when he asked about Han. You know, that yeah. moment seemed great, but then it cut away. We yeah. never saw his reaction. So I mean, I think you're kind of filling in a, a not give a shit reaction because they cut away. Yeah, we never saw what. But his he's like, wait, where's Han? Like you knew in that moment that he was like. Wait, where the fuck's my friend who owns this ship? Who are yeah. you? You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, like I liked that moment. I hate that we didn't explore it, that we didn't get to feel yeah. it, you know? Exactly. You thought right then he might, you know, explore it a little more with her. Because remember, even yeah. Han Solo in The Force Awakens was like, you don't understand the Force. You know, yeah. he was, he was like, he was so much more explanatory. And just like you said, just Luke kind of just was like, whatever. You know, and then yeah. like finally, like once like he does kind of start to kind of train her and then the whole thing kind of falls through a Kylo Ren and stuff. And he's like, he's just like an old man, you know, get off my island, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it just, I don't know, man. It was just, that that was, uh, was, was definitely a, a letdown, which is how much of that was Luke being grumpy and old. I mean, eventually, yeah. like you said, I mean, in, towards the end and stuff, it was cool to see him really skywalker yeah. it up. It, it was weird because he kind of gave up. Like, he gave up on being that Jedi master. Like, he did that whole, like, Christian Bale, Dark Knight Rises, I'm going to put down the mantle. Yeah. And I mean, Mark Hamill himself is like, I hate that. I hate that idea, yeah. that concept. I hate that's the route they chose to go. Obviously, he doesn't really have much of a say in the decision. He's not a writer, producer, or anything. He's, he's the actor. So he did great with what he got, but I think they shafted him royally because uh, they they gave him not what we wanted, you know, yeah, and, and and not what he wanted. Like I said, one real quick one I wanted to mention too, mention too is like the uh, the Finn and Rose kind of relationship thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of thought that was cool that they explored that. Like when Finn was flying at that Doomsday device yeah. or whatever it yeah. was, and like it's like wow, this is going to be great if like Finn sacrifices himself. Yes. man, real meaning. And then boop, here comes, you know, Rose yeah. blasting him out of the way. And it's like, you know, she's like, I love you. It's like, well, you could have just fucking killed him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they both could have died. I don't know how they both didn't die. You know, that, that part was just so dumb. You're right. It would have been great if he killed himself and that was the end of it. But it seemed like they're, well, we got to keep making action figures. We got to yeah. put them in the next movie, <laughs> which I know, like you said, that you thought that this movie's tonality seemed very different than The Force Awakens. Yes. You know, yeah. and that this director, this Ryan Johnson, seemed to really be trying to kill a lot of the continuity between the two. And and I agree with you. And we'll get to my sort of thoughts on that in a second, but I know your final sort of thought there was just... Here it is. Pretty much the characters failed at everything they tried to do. Nothing was accomplished. You know, and that's the thing. I get the whole thing is like, oh, people fail. You know, but it's not like the whole Batman thing. Hey, you fail and get back up. You yeah, know, it wasn't the, like the Empire where they got beaten. No, these people <laughs> literally just stumbled over their own feet trying to get from point A to point B. Yeah, it just ran in circles, man. Like, And, and that was my main thing with it. By the end of the movie, we really had, hadn't really accomplished anything. Yeah. Besides, like you said, that, that scene with Kylo and Luke excluded. But what with the other characters, yeah, they just kind of ran around in circles. Really... Disney just wants to sell merchandise and yeah. make 15 more sequels. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I get they paid billions of dollars for this, but it's like, 
you know, I I don't know. I really don't want 15 Star Wars sequels. I mean, I wouldn't mind them if they like are or good are, and yeah, meaningful. Like you said, like like you know, Rogue One and stuff like that. I yeah. like that. I'm looking yeah. forward to Solo. You know, we're not trying to say we're like you know Star Wars haters or anything, but it just it just seemed like this this movie was. I, I think in the grand scheme of things, like when nine comes out, hopefully it redeems you know some of the yeah. stuff that we've disliked about this yeah. one. It, it didn't live yeah. up to the potential that it had for actually bringing the Skywalker in, for getting Luke into the story. It had a lot of potential for setting up Kylo and Rey. They didn't do anything, you know. Yeah. They they had one fight, and it wasn't even with each other. So, and ultimately yeah. everything ran in circles. No one got anywhere. No one accomplished anything. The Resistance was sort of getting beat, but they basically destroyed their own ship, failed their own plans, didn't inform their own people, failed at the stuff they were trying to do, and then got caught with their hand in the cookie jar on the bottom island. And Ray saved them and ran off, you know. But more so than that, to me, what just pisses me off is like you said, the director took this movie in a different direction, mm-hmm. you know. But that left us hanging on literally everything we wanted to know coming off of The Force Awakens. And I remember having that conversation with you that I thought The Force Awakens was an incomplete movie. Aside from the ripoff elements from A New Hope, everything we got that was unique wasn't a complete story. It was all bits of a story. So we needed the rest of it. And you said, yeah, but if it comes together with the sequel, then you have a whole story that's really wonderful. And my response to that was like, if I can't get it in one movie, your movie failed. (laughs) Um, But I'll I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. So let's run through. The Force uh, Awakens left us with these questions. What questions did The Last Jedi leave us with, right? Who was Snoke? We still don't know. Yeah. He kind of looks like a mix between Senator Palpatine and Vader's mask that got yeah, mangled. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, but ultimately, all the fan theories that were awesome were debunked. You know, he yep. wasn't some cool ass Mace Window who got mangled and reborn. We don't really know what was going on or what he was doing, how he rose to power. We don't know. You know, and like you said, maybe we'll find out these things in another movie because the guy seemed like a <laughs> pimp-ass dude. Sure. He was supreme leader of the whole universe. He was a bad mofo. We need to know more about him. No, it don't matter because he's dead. <laughs> Done. He's dead. <laughs> he's freaking dead. And it doesn't matter now. You know, we never learned anything about him. All right. So moving on. What about these awesome guards that he had? I think they're called like protectariat yeah, guards or yeah, something yeah. like this. Yeah. They looked really cool. They all had these lightsabery weapons and stuff. We don't know who they are. I kind of have my own fan theory <laughs> as who they are. But we don't know where That's they awesome. came from or what was going on. So maybe we can learn more. No, they're dead too. <laughs> this, this was the one fight where Kylo Ren and Rey killed all of them. Now, presumably, these are guys that Kylo Ren trained with because they all had lightsaber stuff and they were other guards and they like lived on a ship together. Yeah. So he's getting his ass handed to him by them and Ray, who has never trained with the Force, like kills <laughs> almost all of them. And you're just like, this again is so dumb. It's just like the Force Awakens where they just threw a lightsaber battle in there for no reason and Ray knows how to fight for no reason and I'm just not down with the fact that anyone can pick up a lightsaber and fight. I mean, it was well established in the first movie, A New Hope, many, many years ago, that Luke had to train to use a lightsaber. Everyone does, you know? So it's dumb to think that, oh, my force is just very strong with me, so I could beat off a bunch of people. <laughs> All right, moving on from that. Captain Phasma shows up in like the yep. last 10 yep. minutes of freaking The Force, uh, the Last Jedi, and I'm psyched because I want to know more about the awesome 
Captain Phasma. She has this battle with Finn, which is super cool, and also yep. kind of oddly out of place that her and the other stormtroopers <laughs> from the First Order there are so excited to come and kill Finn and Rose, the Resistance fighters. Yeah. So again, everyone's on board with killing the Resistance. The average person is totally fine with it. So kind of sounds like the resistance is the bad guy. But anyways, what about Captain Phasma herself? What's her backstory? Yeah. What's she like under the mask? Who is she? What will she do in episode nine? Nothing, because she's fucking dead. <laughs> they killed her too, you know? So it just pisses me off. I mean, a lot of times they tell us the problem with the Marvel Universe is they have dispendable villains. Yep. Dude, you killed literally every bad guy in this movie, <laughs> except for the one that's like super boring, Kylo Ren, you know? So, okay, what about Ray's origins? Was yeah. she a Solo? Was she a Skywalker? No. Okay, nope. that the, both of those rooted out as no. Was she any <laughs> other Jedi that we know about, even in the extended universe? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was she a Kenobi? <laughs> Was she Bill Pullman? <laughs> Lone Star. Lone Star. <laughs> I don't know. We still don't know. We can pretty much rule them out because, like, Kylo Ren told him she was some garbage digger nobody yeah but you're like okay so that's how the force works it just finds slave people and births them there <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right but what about kylo ren's motivation for becoming a bad guy sure do we get to find out about that there's an awful lot of scenes of him looking at stuff being like do i want to be like vader and wear a little helmet do i not okay he chose not to wear the helmet but now he wants to get a Jedi girlfriend <laughs> like dude that's not gonna work what, what the hell are you doing what's your motivation <laughs> so finally at the end of the movie he decides hey I killed Snoke I'm gonna lie to this dude Hux who's standing in a pool of evidence that <laughs> just completely debunks everything he said <laughs> and I'm gonna force choke him and tell him I'm gonna be the new supreme leader because I am totally qualified by for that as like a totally young annoying emo ass kid right so <laughs> this is our new supreme leader of the entire galaxy so again why does the resistance even need to fight when it seems like it's tearing itself apart from the inside oh absolutely like, it just seems like a mess the first order doesn't know which way it's going and its own people are killing their way it, it's like rome it's gonna fall like you don't have to do anything just survive till the end so honestly it only finally feels like Star Wars at the very end when we have an epic lightsaber duel that was really fun and imaginative and very cool. And while it kind of soured a little bit with the force projection thing, it wasn't totally ruined. It was still a great scene. It was still great to see Mark Hamill be the Luke Skywalker we all wanted to see him be. And we got a very, very small taste of it, which in a lot of ways is almost a big F you from the directors and producers of these new movies because they could have made them all about this. Sure. And they chose not to. So screw you guys. That really sucks. Thank you, Mark Hamill, for doing the best <laughs> you could with it and kicking ass the way that you kick ass. Love Mark Hamill, man. He's freaking great. Awesome. But that's pretty much going to, you know. Oh, I did want to mention how much that final battle um mirrored a lot of the final battle between obi-wan and darth vader at the end of a new hope i thought the parallels but it not being exactly the same was very well done but anyways i don't want to keep you guys any longer than i am um again luke's kind of death scene at the end going out on a double sun planet very reminiscent of the way he came in was again another great callback and another great homage not done exactly the same but similar enough where you really felt it in the moment yeah you thought the it was feeling done. Yeah, I, yeah i thought it was done really great so uh, you know again given credit where it's due 
there was a lot of really great moments. They just all revolved around Mark Hamill, who really wasn't in the movie <laughs> anywhere near enough. You know, but in a nutshell, that's what we think of the Last Jedi. And of course, like we said, we're you know we're not Star Wars haters. We want to see what they do next. I mean, I'm excited to see Solo. I didn't realize it was coming out as soon as it is. It's due out this May, so <laughs> we're going to be talking more Star Wars in a couple months. But yeah, I'm being that. Episode nine is the last part of the, you know, yeah. sequel trilogy. I'm kind of like, this movie better be like six hours long to kind of <laughs> make up. Yeah. Make up all the, all the, all this stuff that they're leaving out. You know, and I get people are saying, oh, it's going to be in the book. Like I shouldn't have to read a book. You yeah. Know? I mean, I get it. I'm not, I have, I love books. You know, it's not, <laughs> not that I hate to read or anything. You like nerd. That. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, we just hope that, you know. The future of Star Wars can be as rich as it originally was. Yeah. And yeah, just, you know, try not to put in so many cute animals. <laughs> yeah, or so many subplots that don't go anywhere. You know, and the plots you do have, establish them, make them count, you know? So, you know, there's a lot of great stuff they can still do with it. We're excited to see it. We're not going to give up on it. One sure. last time, we're going to throw the reminder out there. Please like, share, and subscribe to us here on Facebook. Uh, like our page. Um, shoot over to our YouTube page, check it out, give us a subscribe on there. We totally love it. For everyone who shares the video tonight here on Facebook, post it on your wall, another wall, a page you manage, whatever. Doesn't matter, it'll let us know either way. Oh yeah. We're gonna put your name in a hat, we're gonna draw, and a winner is gonna get this Funko Pop, Luke Skywalker from The Last Jedi, man. Oh, and yeah. we're gonna send it to you. It's uh, our gift to you guys for being fans of the show, for helping support the show and for spreading some love. So thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week. Um, oh, yeah. For some exciting, exciting stuff, we're talking the Royal Rumble, man. Oh, man, I am so stoked for this. I know tonight, <laughs> like, you know, it was Raw's 25th anniversary. I can't wait to watch it. You know, but, man, the Royal Rumble, probably my favorite wrestling event. Yeah, I mean, yeah. WrestleMania is always fun. You know, it's a big weekend and stuff. But, man, Royal Rumble is just a great match. You never know Absolutely. what's going to happen. Yeah, no, it's definitely great. It's one of my favorites as well. Um it's just a blast. I love that you know we always get together and we check it out, and I love that we'll be here the very next night to tell you guys oh, yeah. about all of the hottest moments and most exciting stuff. So we're going to share that night with you guys. If you know some wrestling fans, share the video over to their page or just let them know that we'll be here next week if they haven't seen Star Wars. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, definitely join us back here. We'll be right here next Monday night, 9 p.m. If you don't catch us here, these videos do go up on YouTube by the end of the week where you can check replays there. So head over there, subscribe to our page. You'll get alerts and notifications over there along with special content that's only available on YouTube. As always, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week on the Power Hour Live. Yeah.